Good morning. You are tuned in to the Ladies View podcast. I am your girl, your host, Celine, and with me is the beautiful Heather. Are you there? Heather's here. Hey, hey, how's it going this morning? It's going. How are you? Good. Not bad. How was your week? It was long. Was it? Yeah, it was long. We have this um, new system that's being implemented at my company and mm-hmm. I just so happen to be a subject matter expert <laughs> and so it's a lot of training yeah. and a lot of learning and then I have to train the team it's just it's just a lot going on right now oh yeah that is a lot going yeah. on a- you- along with my other work too how about right that? exactly so have you started your Christmas shopping uh yes I have <gasps> good for you yes okay. I only I only bought two things so I don't know Hey, that's a start, <laughs> right? Heather, okay, good, good. So, okay, I'm here. Sorry, I thought I lost you there for a moment. So mm-hmm. let's talk about my post from yesterday, the Gonna Love Me remix. Did you see that from Tiana Taylor featuring some of the Woo members? I did. Yes. Yes. Ghost. Oh, my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes, so yes. Ghost. She's right? fantastic. Let me tell you a little bit about it. I was so excited. I didn't even finish watching the video and I already started posting. <laughs> so Ghost, mm-hmm. Method, and Raekwon. If you haven't checked out the video, the scene will look very familiar. And I'm sure it was inspired by the Mary J. Blythe Method Man, You're All I Need. So check it out. Um, she directed this herself. and She did. Mm-hmm, and she delivered a 90s vibe and I am loving it. Oh, she's so talented, Isn't though. she? She's, she's young, she too. I know she's working with... Um, with Woola, she's been collaborating even on other projects. I believe the lipstick. Um, oh, nice. yeah. So she's she's doing big things. I love her. I like her. I love her a lot as an artist. So yes. this is a perfect segue and introduction to our guest today: an artist, father, youth mentor, founder of Beats and Bars, first generation Mexican American, Rafael Navarro Jr. Are you on the line with us? Yes. Yes. Could you hear me? <laughs> yes. And good morning. Awesome. Good morning. Good morning. How are you both doing? Good morning. Good. You're doing great. Good, good. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. So Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Navarro, aside from what I briefly stated, tell mm-hmm. us who Rafael Navarro Jr. is. Sure. Um, I've been doing music in Chicago and the Chicago scene hip-hop music for, for a good amount of time now. <laughs> I won't give out the years, but I've been doing it for a good amount of time. Um, throughout this time, I also um, started, like you mentioned, a program called Beats and Bars. Um, I started working at CPS uh, with kids that had just behavioral um, issues, and uh, I had gotten my degree in psychology, so I was there for that purpose. Um, but the kids found my music uh, online, and then uh, just doing their searches of Chicago hip hop, and they came across my stuff, and then they kept asking me to start a program. Um, so I've been a youth mentor for the past couple years, and um, and just an, an artist, a poet, um, a father, and just very proud of being from Chicago and being able to to be a voice for 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 my generation and trying to help these younger generation find their voice as well. Nice, and yeah. Navarro, I must ask. What where in Chicago are you? Definitely, um, I grew up. Now I'm I'm, I'm further northwest okay. uh, in the city. Okay. I grew up in the humble park, yes. uh, Logan Square area. Yeah, so I was born and raised. <laughs> yes, finally, yeah. Celine. 
you finally got someone that you can relate yeah, to. There you go. So, yes, <laughs> All right. I knew I'm it. I'm from the West Side. Uh, yeah, just grew up, born and raised, uh, been been just engulfed in, in, in the culture in our city. But yeah, I mean, you know, I, I've I, because of music, I, I went a lot to the South Side. Because of music, I, you know, I ventured up to the North Side and the mm-hmm. West Side. So it was always like um, music was able to get me around the city and put me in places that, you know, otherwise I wouldn't be. Um, but yeah, born and raised on, on the west side of Chicago. Love it. Love it. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I knew you were special. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. See, okay. So, so yes. Raphael, if you don't know what the little inside thing with Selena yes. myself is, is we record a number of podcasts and we do a number of interviews uh-huh. with people who just so happen to be born and raised on the south side, mm-hmm. which I was. Got it. Celine always gets in her feelings. Got it, got it, got it. So, so, so now, this morning, she does not have no, to get in her feelings. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love That's it. Good, so, um, awesome. Navarro, yes. musically yes. speaking, who has been your biggest influences? Um, musically, I would say Nas um, mm. is a big inf- has been a big influence for me. Uh, Tupac has been a big influence for me. Um, I like Carlos Santana a lot. Um, it's, it's 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 always been like dabbling uh, between hip hop and like the stuff that got sampled for hip hop. Nice. Um, so you know, just learning early on about older stuff that hip hop made me aware of. So yeah, Nas, Tupac, um, and I would say like Carlos Santana are like my top three influences in regards to just um, artistry, mm-hmm. um, you know, activity in their community, um, and then just musicality overall. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Raphael, your your um the name you go yes. by is Scheme. Yeah. How'd you come up no with problem. that? No problem. So actually, yeah, so now it's it's it, I just go into Navarro for the past uh couple okay. of years. Um Scheme Scheme okay. was something honestly it, it came it came, you know, in high school. I started just uh piecing stuff together with friends and I needed a rapper name and my friends were like, Hey, why don't you call yourself Scheme? And I was like, All right, that that's, oh. That sounds good. That sounds good. It, it, derives, it derives from rhyme scheme because I would always like really focus on my patterns and how I was putting these words together. And so he's like, man, you really focus on that. So that should be. So then people would just call me Scheme Scheme and it just kind of stuck around. Uh, the reason I switched it over to Navarro was because a couple years ago I made it a conscious effort to start releasing music in Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. In 2013, mm-hmm. I think was the first time that I released something in Spanish, and um, I was getting interviewed by like Spanish outlets, and they were mm-hmm. having a very hard time with Scheme. um so at the time i was like okay i think if i'm gonna really focus on putting out music in this in this um genre i I need to really you know reevaluate my my name and what i'm doing um so also at that time though i was already a little bit older and i didn't want to come up with like some weird generic rapper name so i was like navarro's my last name it sounds pretty cool Mm. um so i'm gonna just stick to that i don't want to be like a 27 28 year old trying to figure out like what's my next rap name um (laughs) so i was like you know what the 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 organic kind of transition seemed for navarro to work and it was easy to to translate in spanish and uh so yeah it worked out for me in that sense but yeah so that that's where it derives from uh derives from originally Nice. So tell us a little bit about your music and what you find yourself rapping about. Definitely. Um, I've, there's always been an underlying message in my music. I've always held pride in my lyrics. I've always held pride in putting music with some substance out there. Um, You know, obviously early on, it was just getting to know and find my voice, putting just words together and, and kind of just trying to be the boastful rapper 
Um, but as I've, as I got older and realized how important, um, it was to have a voice and to speak up, I also want to have like speak on, you know, some of the stuff, you know, as a Mexican American in Chicago, um, uh, some of the, you know, coming from a first generation, uh, family, uh, my parents come here from, from Mexico and everything. And just that whole experience, that was something that, um, as much as I related to a lot of things happening in hip hop, a lot of the stuff that the rappers I was listening to, you know, they were talking about the same environment I was growing up in. But there was some of that missing, some of the some of the other side. And there was no real rappers out there that were speaking to, to my demographic specifically. So um, I wanted to, I wanted to share those stories. I want to share my parents stories because it's a lot of other people's stories. I wanted to share my story as a Mexican-American hip hop kid, you know, being raised in the inner city. Um, so it's been important for me to kind of use my voice to 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 connect with those kids because um, um, we, we are a huge part of hip hop culture. Um, we are a huge part of our culture here in our country. Unfortunately, a lot of times we don't get that recognition. And so I just want to make sure that our stories are also told and that, um, you know, I'm proud of, of being raised within our hip hop culture. And I'm very proud of being raised within my you know Mexican culture as well. So just want to I, I was always a goal to kind of mesh both worlds together and um yeah that was kind of it and then okay. i've also had i've had nephews you know since i was young um so i always held like a i was, always felt a sense of responsibility um to what i was saying and knowing that one day they're going to listen to my music and be like man either uncle was trash or uncle was talking about some crazy stuff or man right. like my uncle actually was saying something and i got a daughter so even more so right um, absolutely yeah, so it's it's, and- it's you know being, mm-hmm. being conscientious of, of, of what you put out to the world. Right. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah. And being a first-generation Mexican-American, I know you mentioned in your bio that music changed your feeling of not belonging. Can yeah. you elaborate on that? Yeah, definitely. It, it um, you know, like you, you grow up, um, you know, I wasn't Mexican enough when I went down to Mexico and hung out with my mm-hmm. family. You know, you're from Minnesota, mm-hmm. you're, you know, it's... And then you're not you're not American enough when you're up here. You know, yeah. you you you're you're brown, you're Mexican. You know, you you're everything under the sun. So um, that sense of not knowing exactly like where you belong got kind of erased with hip hop because I remember just going to shows and there was like every race under the sun uh, right. in one room, and no one judged you and no one you know everyone's there for the music and everyone was there to just enjoy the, the moment. And that was the first time like I witnessed different. You know, I I was raised predominantly you know African American and latino neighborhoods mm-hmm. that was the first time like i came across like people of different races and and everyone was just under the same room enjoying music so to me that that was an eye-opener that you know whether i felt that i didn't belong here or there like i belonged in this culture and it made me it, it accepted me for who i was and you know in my upbringing and in my you know either lack of resources or whatever no one judged those things like everyone was there for the same um wow. kind of reason so just you know having that eye-opening kind of moment early on and realizing like you know, and then and then finding my voice, you know, and then right. finding like, man, I got something to say and people want to hear what I want to say. And this isn't just like something that I was just doing as a, as a kid. Like this was something that I was taking serious. Right. And, you know, I wanted to make make a living off of. So um, just that wow. you know, it, it, that gives you a lot of power as a, as a youth. And it gives you a lot of power as a as a minority in this country to know that you you can speak up and, and say something. Right. So, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, and Thank I you. can totally relate. I myself am first generation Mexican-American. And I can relate Thanks. to when you say that there was almost like no sense of belonging like like you mm-hmm. said you're not mexican enough you're not american enough what mm-hmm. am i yeah. you know you kind of have to find yourself yeah so, exactly. wow love it yeah thank you thank you Raphael. so 
tell us some of the things that you do in your after school program. Definitely. Um, so my, my main focus um, is to, I mean, real, real simple, teach, teach them how to write a song, teach them how to produce a song and teach them how to record it. And then um, lastly, uh, teach them how, you know, now in the digital, digital age, how they could release it. Um, and then the, the other aspect that's really important for me, besides just the creation of the music is teaching them the, the possibilities that are out there um, in the music industry, you know, like not everyone has to be the rapper. Not everyone has to be the guy that makes the beat. Like you can be the guy that shoot, wants to shoot the video. You can be the guy that wants to manage the artist. You're the guy that wants to be maybe the music journalist. Like, so I brought in, you know, artists, um, producers, uh, photographers, videographers that are doing a living, you know, within the music industry in our communities. Um, so they could see like the different possibilities as well. Like, you know, not to paint this image that you always have to be like the guy, you know, in front of the camera or, you know, the, or the guy making the music, like there's other avenues as well. Um, if you have a passion for music, so, you know, and also, and, and, and again, again, a key component for me within all of that was just the entrepreneur part where showing, I remember being a youth, you know, and figuring out like, all right, I was having all these little shows and being able to press a CD at the time and, and go in there and sell and come out with 150 bucks or something as a 17 year old, 18 year old could like, that was power. Like, man, I just created something and I could go and exchange it for, for money. And, you know, and, 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 and that gave me value in, into my art. It gave value into what I was doing. And I, I mean, obviously you, I never, you never do it for those reasons, but it, it was powerful to understand that, that you could, that I had the power to do something like that. So it's important for me to kind of get that message across to them too that you know not only are you be an artist but you could be self-sufficient you could be your you know you could run your own business um and i think those messages you know we don't always get them in our communities um and our kids are either pushed to to work um and to go into the work field or or just go to school blindly and not necessarily know what they're going for or what they want to do and so i just want you know i want mm -hmm. them to through this avenue through music to for them even if it's not this that they want to ultimately do but just at least plant that seed in them to to become self-sufficient to become yeah. uh to try to become entrepreneurs and try to see what other avenues they may want to tap into so mm -hmm. um but yeah again at its core it's to create music we 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 start off with songs and and um and the goal is to finish projects so each time i run a session we end up with an album and a video and i'll take them to like you know college radio stations to do interviews and stuff like that just so they could also get a feel of what it is to release a project what it is to do an interview what it, you know so not just necessarily sitting there working on songs but you know getting getting them a little taste of what it is to to you know uh to be an artist right. um so they could either decide if this is a path they want to choose or if it's you know just a hobby or it's like okay maybe you know i, I want to be the guy that does the cover art or mm -hmm. whatever I, I might not be the rapper you know or i might not be the producer but um, yeah, just teaching them to be self-sufficient and how to create a team around themselves and, and all that is also within the, within the lessons of, of the program. Nice. Yeah. Hmm. Very interesting. So uh, as someone who's been performing for a number of yeah. years, and I know that uh, you recently did a show, yes. uh, I believe it was uh, maybe like a, a few weeks ago. Yeah. How do you feel still being on that stage after all this time? It's amazing. Uh, this last show was, was uh, a Red Bull music festival. Um, I, it, you know, it's, it's to me, I took a couple of years off once I had my daughter four years ago, um, I was very active in the scene. And then, um, I took some time off just to, to kind of prioritize and, and, and be a father and, and do what I had to do, um, in regards to just focusing on that. And so me taking that time off, I felt a bit, a bit removed from the scene, even though I was still active and I was running my program and I was still, uh, being creative. And a lot of my peers were still, you know, still in the know of what I was doing. 
uh, with the program and everything. I, I personally had not released music for the you know last couple of years and stuff like that. So even just getting like the email from Red Bull being like, hey, we're doing this all Latino event. We want you to be a part of it. Uh, you've been recommended, you know, for, so for me wow. in that sense, like it, sh- it shows that all the years that I've put in uh, even prior to, to this, you know, that people still recognize it and, and that I'm still valued uh, within the scene and people still understand that, you know, I, I paid some dues out here already. And so it, it feels good, you know, it feels good to, to get those calls uh, for those uh, for those shows, because yeah. honestly, most most of the people at, at the show were we're new artists, right? Mm-hmm. New uh, artists that have come up within the past couple of years. Not saying you know they've obviously paid their dues as well in their in their own way, but they're, they're newer artists, right? Compared right. To, to 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 myself in the scene and even in age. So still to be able to kind of be be able to represent um, that that you know that part of the scene and still be you know they needed a Latino hip hop person and to, they came straight to me, you know. Nice. So to to have that recognition in that sense or to have that kind of reputation around the city with with the people that that, that should know um, is, you know, again, it, it goes a long way to me. So it feels good. And it, I mean, just being on stage in general is, is the best part, I think, of, of putting music together for myself, the creative process, all that. I love it, too. Um, but there's nothing like sharing it on stage mm-hmm. and, and, and putting a show together. And so it feels good that after all these years, we could still go up there, rock a crowd. Right. Um, no matter where we're at, I'm going to get your attention. And, and, and you know, and I we, we put, you know, we put a lot of effort into my set. Uh, I have a DJ, you know, that, that you know, my DJ uh, son, he, uh, you know, we work together. I'm, I'm putting the show, you know, we, we really, it's not just me going up there and doing a couple songs, like, you know, give him his time, do his thing. Um, transition back to me so like we focus on and on, on, on not only like you know our message and what we're doing but like you know on, on to entertain you know what I mean right. and, and to put on a show at the end of the day and mm. and I think a lot of times as as rappers specifically I think you know we, we we've lost that that art form to want yeah. to want to put on a dope show you know people go up there rap over their own lyrics or people go up there without a DJ and just skipping from song to the next. And, and to me, it's like, you know, there's, there's a beauty of, of putting a set together and, and, and rocking a crowd the way it's supposed to be and leaving, leaving an impression, you know? Right. And, uh, um, I think most of the times, most artists are just uh, okay with people streaming their music and, and doing that. But th- we, I think we need to come to understand that the live show is very important. That's, right. how, that's how people know if you're actually really good at what you do. Right. You know, it's exactly. Like, oh, man, like can, does this person sound like he sounded on record? Does this person, you know, does, could, he, could he actually rap everything he's rapping on these records? Could, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, so, you know, to me, it, it shows the value of an artist. So I, I personally put, but put a good amount of effort in my shows and, and it feels good to, to still, like I said, still get those calls and, and, uh, and, you know, still get, get recognized for, for being one of, for, for, for wanting to get, uh, you know, for wanting me involved in, in these situations. Nice. So Very well good. said, yeah. Navarro. Uh, one last Thank question you. for me as yeah. an artist and creator, how do you constantly find inspiration to continue writing and creating? Um, I think it's, I mean, as corny as whatever is or cliche as it may sound, I mean, just the, my day to day. Yeah. Um, the and I also just have a fascination with putting words together. I have a mm. fascination with just like just the creative part of it. Like it's just in me, even if I'm not um, writing a song necessarily. I'll be writing ideas for just I'm just a writer in general. Right. So, um, um, you know, I've piece I put together some some like books of some of the pieces that I've written and stuff like that as well. So it's it, it, to me, it's just it's a creative outlet. It's been a creative outlet for me since I was very young. Yeah. Um, a way to communicate, you know, to even to myself sometimes some of the stuff that you might not, um, you know, be you might not tell yourself at times. Right. But it, you know, so it's been therapeutic in a lot of ways. So 
I find it in a lot of things. I find it in trying to leave a legacy, you know, for, for my daughter. And, and I, you know, I find it in, in trying to leave uh, some kind of an impression uh, for right. the, for the time and effort that, you know, cause at the end of the day, like the people only, you know, fans and people only listen to the final product, right. They right. don't never, they don't know like how many times or how many things you rewrote or how many times you, you went through a process or the ones that didn't come out or, you know, yeah. so, um, you know, to me, it's just been, it's been, creating right. is 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 at, at at the at the end of the day and you know we ha- we ha- I have to create in order for me to have any content in order right. for me to have any video in order for me to have any interviews in order for me like it starts with the music so right. like at the end of the day like you know all this everything else comes after so um just that alone and every and every little win and every little bit every you know as I was younger every little interview I got every little newspaper whatever interview or feature or any any show that I would get or any little accolade to come along was was uh, was reinforcement that I was headed right. in the right direction and that alone was was many times uh, motivation to, to keep creating right keep writing because you felt you know okay I'm I'm in the right direction people are actually liking what I'm doing um, I'm I'm getting people that are actually you know becoming fans and stuff like that so that alone is you know as an artist it, it obviously it's motivating to know that people want to hear what you're what you're saying absolutely and one thing that yeah. I like about your music and I think what sets you apart from different artists is what the the what you're communicating in your music like you, it, yeah. it has some value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There's, um, yeah. And I believe there was a podcast that we did about a week ago where um, I, the, the individual from CRN was just talking about how the music today is all about guns. And yeah. if, it, if you're not rapping about guns, you're not really relevant at this point in the music industry. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of hard to make it in the industry if you're not rapping about those things. But again, mm-hmm. your music has such an influence on people. And I love your messages. I think there's, thank you. it's valuable thank you. and there's substance in that. Thank you. Thank you. And I- very, very positive. It gets us back to like the conscious right. rap yeah. that like we were used uh, to, what we, what we used to listen to. Definitely. Yeah. And, 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 but you know, in the same vein though, I, I do think that there's room for everyone. And mm-hmm. I think there's, 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 there's a place on the table for everyone. Right. Um, I think that, you know, there's, there, there are people out there that want to listen to what I'm saying, you know, it's just, and, and, Absolutely. and that they, they want to listen to what, uh, what a lot of these other artists are saying as well. It's just a matter of how, how do you come across and, you know, also not becoming overly preachy because I, you know, I think a lot of times as artists, we, 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 we lose focus so much on the message that we forget that the music also has to be good. Absolutely. Um, and I think that, you know, at the end of the day, music is emotion, music is feeling. I want people to, to feel what I'm saying. Absolutely. And I don't, care you know it doesn't matter to me if i have the most groundbreaking lyrics if people can't feel right i think right right, absolutely people need to feel it and i think when we think about hip-hop what is it you know i think about comet i think about nas Mm -hmm. krs Mm -hmm. these individuals who are speaking some knowledge who are speaking truth and i think that's important and i would put you in that bracket so it's good i like it definitely and the the one thing i will even working with youth um and as much as you know i mean i you know, we sit there and I listen to what they're listening to. I'll, I'll play them some of the stuff I'm going, you know, listening to and, and you know, obviously going through different, you know, generations of, of hip hop at that point. Um, but uh, again, I think I think it's just the way we, we give them the message, because a, a, a lot of the youth that are you know, they might be listening to stuff that you might think might not be rocking with what I'm what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They do. 
know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like once they hear it, and once you see, it, once they see you put it well, like a, a good verse, well put together, and you're still saying something, but you're yeah. still saying it in a way where it's relatable to them, and it's, it's like, man, like, and 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 once you get that breakthrough through them, especially like with the youth, because you know when when they start the program, other things like, oh, well, we're, you know, we can't rap about this, we can't rap. What are we gonna rap about? Like staying school reps, and I'm like, no, nah, we're not doing that either, right? Like, I need you guys. to <laughs> I need you guys to give me the reality of what's happening in your neighborhood, but like, give it, give me, you're here. I'm like, you're here in this after school program and you're, because you don't want to be out there. Right. I'm like, that's, let's just be real. So as much as you want to glorify and, and boast all this other stuff, you're here because out there is not your place. And you know that at right. the end of the day. So, Absolutely. so let, let's talk about what's happening in our communities. Let's, let's, you know, we got to talk about the guns. Let's talk about the guns, but let's talk about it in a way where it's like, okay, well, who's putting the guns in our neighborhood? And who's right. you know, and, and let let's change that right. energy. Let's change the perspective. Who's who's the real op? You know, right? we all wow. you know, all these young kids are talking about the ops and the ops. All right, cool. Who's the real op? Right? Mm. Who's 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 putting us in these situations? Who's putting you in this environment? Who who's 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 uh, who's keeping resources away from you? Let's let's put that energy in the right place. So you know, nice. I, I'm, I don't I don't mind you know them being angry. I don't you know they have a right to. Right. I don't mind them um, having that hostility in them. You know, it, it, it it's 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 an unfortunately part of where our, our youth are growing up. Right. Um. So I'm, I'm I don't want them to 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 run from that but i want them to face it in a way where it's like but let's let's challenge it and let's let's point the finger where it's supposed to really be pointed right and let's release Um, it the right way i love it exactly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so so i you know i do think that there's ways of being able to still talk that talk yeah and where where people get it and and do it in a style where it's like okay it's palpable and it's not not overbearing right and so yeah so i'm i think i've i've been able to like teeter that fine balance of like nice you know knowledge street stuff mm. um and just life experiences yeah, right. yeah, yeah yeah love it yep hmm. so Raphael, what do you have planned for 2019 uh, so i actually um i started a artist development and management company um recently called loop theory and that's what i'm kind of transitioning to i'm still going to be releasing music and i'm still going to be doing stuff that i do under 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 me as an artist but one of the things I learned with the, even with the program was that I like producing artists. I like developing them. I like mm-hmm. um, being able to find someone that has some talent, but kind of refine them and bring them up to where they, I feel they could be. Um, so I'm focusing on that right now. I have a couple artists that I'm working with, um, Brittany Carter, Dre Isaiah, um, this other kid, Ryan, and I have a couple of producers under me, uh, Disrupt and uh, Harry Porter. So I got like five guys that I'm, five people that I'm working with. And so I'm in the process of just developing them up um, you know, and kind of just everything that I've done for myself as an artist, because I, you know, I was always like my own manager, my own booking agent at some point, um, you know, did my own graphic design if I had to, I mixed and mastered my own, like I've done, I've done everything I could to, you know, to, and at any given time that I had to, in order for me to, to, to keep moving forward. So a lot of those skills and a lot of those, those, those uh, dots that I connected along the way just with a network and stuff like that like there's value in that you know right. and I was kind of I wasn't using it to its full potential um, and I realized like man I should be reaching back to some of these younger artists that are trying to figure it out themselves right. and maybe connect them to the people that I've been connected myself um, and then and just using some of those skills that I've uh, that I've had to learn for myself as an artist so that's my focus um, for the very nice year yeah and ex- yep. um, now one of your artists I think it was Brittany she opened up for TDE didn't she 
Yeah, she did. Well, yeah, she did. she's she very recently, nice. That's dope. Nice. Yeah, she's well, I amazing. Saw she's an amazing artist. Yeah, you is. guys, you, you guys should have her on your podcast. Very soon. Right. I, you know what? Yeah. We will. And she gave okay. me that type of Bahama Dia feel. You know, when she's I was listening amazing. to her. Yeah, yeah she really is very talented. Mm. I was lyrics, listening to her. I gotta listen. Yeah, to absolutely. Her. Okay. Yeah, she dropped definitely want to bring her on. Uh, yeah, she called, uh, dropped a song called "Paper Crowns" about mm. a couple weeks ago. Two, two weeks yeah. on our streaming uh, streaming services. Yeah. But yeah, she's really dope and. So we're she working is. on her music and her project for the upcoming year. We're working on Dre's stuff. So, yeah, my goal is is to now uh, transition into more of the back end stuff and help yeah. some of these young artists in the city because I feel that you know, as as the people who have paid some dues in our in our scene, uh, where I think you know, not we, no one has to do anything, but I do think like we should we should you know like why not help the younger generation right, right now you know because They're there our is future. Not, it's the when truth. we when when I was. There was no scene in Chicago, right? And so mm-hmm. I was I was the younger guy in in the in the no scene era. I was still seventeen, eighteen, but there was slowly it was slowly building up, and you could see, you know. But you had to you had to we're it was at the point where you had to leave Chicago to get on. Mm. It was never like right. where the A and R's were coming here looking for people. It wasn't you know. So yeah. But I but I also was part of the transition, you know. So mm. once the transition happened and and like the Chief Keith era happened, and then all the A and the Chance era happened, and all these A and R's started popping up in the city, and everyone started looking at Chicago. Um, you know, I was also part of that part of that transition. So now that there is that possibility for artists, and yeah. that we understand that you know we, you could pop from anywhere, especially with yep. the internet, right? Um, I want to make sure that these art, younger artists feel like they have some kind of a support system where they could go somewhere to ask a question and be like, "Look, I'm trying to do this." You know, I, they don't even have to be my artists. You know what I mean? Right. Like not, you know, if there's, I've, I've told artists all the time, if you have a question, if there's a, if there's a resource that I can extend to you, I will. Right? If there's mm. someone that I know somewhere someplace that could do something for you i'm i'm in no competition with anyone you know here you know Absolutely. do what you got to do like god bless you and, and keep it moving you know, oh I, we I, love I that we yeah, love that so. we appreciate everything that you're doing i mean Thank what you. you're doing yourself as an artist is great but what you're doing for the youth we love that because they are our future and you know who if they don't have anyone to guide them who will you know yeah yeah, and we exactly. we don't need any more misguided children out there running the streets. Exactly. Yeah, especially, <laughs> so, yeah, especially, especially exactly. that's the thing. When I see when I see talented individuals, you know, and I'm like, man, like you you have a bigger purpose, and, you, yes. and you're supposed to serve that. Like I, I find it very hard for myself to walk away from them. Yep. Fortunately, like mm-hmm. you know, you, you also you know, there's some people that don't see it in themselves, and you know, yeah. c- circumstantial or whatever it may be. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, I try to do everything in my, my power to, if I, if I have someone in my immediate circle that I could, I could see that in, I'm, I'm going to, yeah, just try Love to put it. in that effort towards them. Now, Navarro, where yes. can the listeners and fans find you? Sure. My, my main, my, the main website is, uh, navarromusic773.com. Um, that has, you know, all the music, all the videos, okay. uh, you can buy stuff on there and then yeah, social media scheme Navarro, um, throughout, throughout all of them, Instagram, uh, Twitter and all of that. Perfect. Love it. Now we will continue to follow you. We wish you continued success in all that you do. And we're looking forward to seeing some of your artists come up and hopefully bringing them on the podcast as well. Awesome. Listeners, as always, you know where to find us. We are on www.theladiesview.com. You can find us on Instagram, The Ladies View, on Twitter, The Ladies View TV. And until next time, that's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. and Have a great week. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Absolutely. Have a great Saturday. Bye-bye.